Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is the main event, Mark's podcast, brought to you by Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, horror radio guy, and red, white, and blue all the way through, Cat Dad. I am Troy. And with me, as always, is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He's the WWE walking wrestling encyclopedia and the Bobby Lashley to my John Cena. He's Greg. What's up, Greg? I don't know. Good Lashley one. I just... <laughs> He's not a talk guy. He's not a talkative guy. No, he's not the he's he's not the mic guy. He's the I'm gonna whoop your ass guy. And I speaking of that, I'm recording this by the way, man. I don't know what the hell's been going on lately, but like that guy's been getting godlike reactions. Yeah, about on TV. Time. And I'm like, I'm not against it at all. I love Lashley. I'm like, why all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, it just started. <laughs> not to pull a Vince McMahon here, but seriously, I mean, when it comes to Bobby Lashley, it's like, God dang it, look at it. Right. And it's not even just like the, the fact that he's gigantic and, you know, muscly and whatever. But it's like he's a big dude, a good looking dude. He's agile. He's good in the ring. He's got a badass theme song that basically screams, I'm coming to whoop your ass. Like, I mean, what's not to like about this dude? And I like we know him. he's a legitimate badass. He's fought like in Bellator. I don't know and, what that's really saying because Bellator, but he did fight. And he's a former Army Ranger. So, I mean, the dude's like bad freaking ass, man. He's literally whooped ass everywhere he's ever been. So, good for him, dude. Uh, and I just I'm think it's about damn time he's getting his kudos. But... I know. It's like better late than never, I guess. But, yeah, uh, I'm liking I, I'm liking the way he is now. But at the same time, I watched back this show we're about to talk about, Great American Bash 2007. And... I was like, man, I love his current theme and entrance or whatever, but that was such an awesome theme song he had back then. Yeah, I remember when it debuted the night because we were there, and I thought <laughs> from all the crowd going nuts, I thought it was Lincoln Park. Uh, well, at least Mike Shinoda. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I know they, uh, I, he had the, you know, the instrumental of it, whatever, for a while, this, this uh, song back during this time, and then he comes out with this uh, hell will be calling your name and I was like man so badass and then he ends up leaving like not too long after he got the theme um, I want to say it's like three weeks after yeah and I'm like man kinda like, I mean obviously this isn't the sad part about it but you know when Eddie Guerrero passed I'm like man and it literally took them like a decade and a half I think to release the full version of Gangster Lane I'm like, yeah I know what? everyone was calling for that for years man <laughs> And I'm like, why is that an MVP's theme? He left uh, before they released the full version of that before. Uh, Ball. And lo and behold, he's using it again. 
Oh, he went back oh. to VIP balling. Nice. Yeah, so it came back. Nice. Yeah, I, I always loved that song. I like the one he used in in uh, TNA for a while, but yeah, VIP balling was always great. MVP, by the way, also on this show, jerking the curtain here. So MVP, a little known story here. Uh, had he not been in the show, he could have died. We'll get to that. Oh, oh, was this the was this the time they found his, yeah, his heart uh, issue? Yeah, wow. they did physicals yeah. backstage before this. They said if he wasn't on the show, he wouldn't have been tested, and if he wasn't tested, he could have died. Man, and around That's this time, crazy. Obviously, there's you know big uh, big thing that we're definitely going to talk about on this one, and we're going to talk about it again in a few weeks, unfortunately. But this uh, this was a time a bad time for wrestler deaths. Man, Eddie had passed away not too far off in the distant past from this time. And then we just had the Chris Benoit tragedy. And that was, man, needless to say, and we're going to talk about it, but wrestling was in the crosshairs of media and politicians and a lot of people right here, mostly because of the Chris Benoit thing. But, and I shouldn't say wrestling as a whole. I mean, it kind of was, but specifically WWE. As always. It, yeah. Anytime there's we we talked about it, even when WCW was the top company in the world, it was still everything fell on WWF in the 90s. I specifically remember in the 90s when that kid killed his sister doing a pile drive or something. Maybe yeah. one WWE. Yeah, right. Yeah, we uh, we actually covered that story. Uh, don't ask me what podcast it was. It was like over a year ago. But if you dig through our our archives, you can find us talking Let's about look it. Look up it was, the uh, the date it happened and then. Plug that into whatever show that's yeah, yeah, back in the late 90s. Uh, the, the only one that I thought was funny, because this nobody got hurt in this one. It was just stupid. But, you know, people made a big deal out of it was uh, some young kid, single digit age, was left alone with his baby sister, and he spray painted NWO on her. That's messed up. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that was uh, the, my whole thing about it was like, uh, okay, somebody, you know, you could have hurt the baby. Obviously, you don't spray paint the baby, but like, my question was like, how long did you leave this kid alone where he was able to find the spray paint, yeah, get the right? spray paint, and then spray paint NWO on his, on the baby the whole time? You had no idea. You're just like, oh well, Virgil's been here. <laughs> you know that old saying, yeah. Somebody gives a chimp, you give somebody gives a chimp a gun, the chimp shoots somebody, you don't blame the chimp. Just just saying. (laughs) Yep. Well, either way, uh, we're going to cover that. This is the first time we ever covered a WWE version of Great American Bash. Nobody was killed on the kayfabe killed on this show because we discussed it before. There was the one, was it the previous year before this that Paul Bearer got? Killed no, that was show. three years prior. Okay. And I want to say there was another one where somebody... I don't like the fact that we got a preference this way saying, hey, nobody was killed on this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I, I swear there was another one where somebody kayfabe died on Great American Bash. I could be wrong. I, 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 know, the, I know the Paul Bearer one. Or Ironically, the, the Great American Bash died a slow death itself and came back, but I just don't know which one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, right. There was only one more Great American Bash after this in 2008, and then after that it becomes The Bash for, the like, very one first year. PG pay-per-view ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I'm yeah, B- Batista was outspoken uh, happy about that. As of uh, recording, there was a Great American Bash last night that was pretty damn good. 
Yeah, some uh, somebody uh, put uh, is pretty damn cool, man. Oh, somebody put the somebody put the champ through a picnic table, man. We haven't seen that since yeah. DDP and uh, and uh, Randy Savage. Which, hey, was that the last you? Yeah. Uh, oh my god. Yeah, Why? <laughs> now in the archives, everybody go back and listen. We covered Great American Bash. Great American Bash. Someone's got to go through a picnic table. Yeah. Great American Good Bash, Lord. 1997. Go back, listen. It's in the archives. We talk about DDP and Randy Savage. It was just an accidental stumbling table. upon that, dude. I really didn't even realize that. <laughs> yep. I, I wouldn't have put two and two together unless we, we literally watched the show like, I don't know, three, four weeks ago. So go check it out. It's in the June archives. But we got some news and notes to cover. Unfortunately, none of it they're is gonna fun. Be, they're going to be bad. I know they are. Yeah. I, there are a couple stories that are a little less dark, but it, it's, basically, it's mainly a, a smattering of In comparison? Dark. Yeah. Right, well, that's yeah. not good either. Right. Holy I, crap. There's, there, there's no good news here in any of this. Okay. I'm just going to say that right now. Uh, it's, I mean, it's big well, stuff. Damn. Yeah. Last week was was our kicks and giggles Fun? show. Yeah, yeah. This this show is more uh, serious, you know, stuff. Whatever. It's uh, it, it's like an emo kids, uh, an emo teenager kids bedroom. Okay, it's just uh, various shades of black. No, nothing. Okay. Anyway, uh, right. Or like walking through a hot topic. It's just all dark and depressing. All right. So. Yeah, they don't even have wrestling shirts anymore. So you're right. Yeah, right. It's like, what What the hell am I going to buy in there? A freaking anime t-shirt? Yeah, I guess I could. I feel but... like in order to go in there, um, I have to like take a bath in holy water afterward. <laughs> they don't even play like they used to. I don't know if you remember. Well, I mean, you you should remember. You uh, right here. I swear to God, we're done. Well, uh, when they first rose to prominence, I mean, like, I wasn't, I don't think I was a teenager yet, but. Like when you would walk past the store, you would just hear the death metal screams coming from yeah, the inner. <laughs> yeah, and, and everybody in there had like a ton of facial piercings, whatever. I mean, they still do, but you know, it's a different look, bro. Now, um, but now, like you walk past, and on occasion, you can hear like Justin Bieber and Katy Perry being played in there. I'm like, what is going on? What happened to our institutions, Greg? I don't know, but I've never heard that. Maybe it might be a Eastern thing. I don't know. I've been in quite a few, like, not just in Ohio, like, just throughout. And it's like, they'll be playing. And, yeah, and yeah they, they still play the emo and whatever music. But they also play a lot of stuff that I'm like, this is top 40 pop bull crap. Like, why is this being played in a hot topic? I might like, have to actually pull my criticism back. I haven't been in a hot topic in a long time, honestly. You know, I'm thinking about it. So I walk through there occasionally just to see if they have anything, which they never do. But. I went in there like maybe a year ago on our local one. They didn't have any wrestling shirts anymore. They told me to stop carrying them. So I was like, I probably not going to come in here anymore. Yeah, uh, not really. A, a mutual friend of ours will go in there because they have lots of Dragon Ball Z stuff. So if I'm with him and he goes, I'll go. But it's not a store I'm seeking out anymore. Yeah, it's uh, uh yeah, it's, it's a lot of nerd crap in there. None of it wrestling related, unfortunately. But yeah, a lot of nerd crap. So. But either way, uh, I, I guess we lost our, you know, any possible shot at a sponsorship deal with Hot Topic. But yeah. I, I, I can't be pinned. I'm out of holy water, I, you know, so I'm good. I can't be pinned on TV. I have a deal with Hot Topic. That was probably the only time I ever loved something the Bucks did, specifically that idiot. He's the one I can't stand the most. But like that, that was great. How dare you not like Road Warrior Buck? That's the worst one. 
Nick can actually wrestle when he tries. I've seen it. But yeah, he's uh, like, Matt's yeah. the worst. <laughs> I've seen I've seen Matt wrestle pretty pretty decently like on his own, but yeah, I mean he he's the mouth of the group, so yeah, I, I don't blame you for the just like him. Yes, <laughs> right. But uh, either way, we've got other stuff to sell you. So time out here real quick to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins, and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to swiftlifestyles.com and use our special promo code main event marks, all one word to get 15% off your order. It's main event marks, all one word to get 15% off your order at checkout. But now that we're done with that, we're going to take our first break. When we come back on the other side of this, we're going to dive into the news and notes from July of 2007. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector. Get ready to rumble! In your new Main Event Marks merchandise, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. Ugh, another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day, huh? Yeah? Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. 
event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. And we're back. Real quick, we want to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Shock Energy. Shock Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks that gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form and you mix them into water. You can either choose from green apple or watermelon. You can also try both if you get their sample kit. Use our special link that is down in the podcast description, or you can simply go to shockedenergy.com at checkout. Use the promo code main event, all one word, to save 10% on your order. That's promo code main event, and you're going to save 10% at checkout. I guess we're going to dive into all this here. We're starting off with the WWE news. Might as well. So it. I'm not getting into the all the news of like when Chris Benoit and his family died uh, because that happened weeks before this or maybe a month. Was it? Was it, like it was June? right during the last pay-per-view, like right either that day or the day before because you're supposed to wrestle at that pay-per-view. Okay. Yeah, that's right. I remember, yeah, because uh, it was CM Punk. It was going to be CM Punk and him for the – ECW title, and I was watching case? it. Yeah, right. I was watching it at Buffalo Wild Wings, and I was like, "Well, that's kind of a pick 'em, you know. You did, you know. I, it's like they'll probably give it to Benoit, but I'm hoping they give it to Punk. And then they replaced him, and I'm like, Johnny Nitro. I'm like, all right, well, Punk's winning now. Nope, I, I was wrong. But and stay tuned for that too. <laughs> God, yeah. Uh, so. We're going to be covering later in the month uh, TNA Victory Road uh, 2007, which came a few weeks before this. So we'll probably get into all of it then. So got to save something, man. But this is fallout from it. The UK Sun has a story called WWE Blasted for Drug Denial. The story said that despite Chris Benoit testing 15 times higher in the level of testosterone than those allowed in Olympic drug tests, World Wrestling Entertainment and its... Uh, representatives denied that Benoit was taking anabolic steroids. The paper quoted John Cena saying on Larry King Live, quote, even with elevated levels of testosterone, he tested clean for anabolic steroids, end quote. WWE attorney, uh, should say super lawyer, uh, Jerry McDivitt was quoted saying, quote, there were no anabolic steroids found in Benoit's body, not the type taken for bodybuilding. Uh, what was detected was testosterone, end quote. They also quoted the following. Uh, fr- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, that's usually, uh, at least what I've heard from fighters, when you have higher testosterone, it's because you're taking TRT because you lost it all doing steroids. I don't know if that's what happened. I don't know. I'm just saying that's what I've heard. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. And uh, it's kind of hard, you know, when you look at a guy with the, the height and frame of Benoit and you're like, he's about as wide as he is tall. You know, he was, he's freaking jacked and ripped, dude. Not saying it had to be steroids. Some people are clean like that, but I don't know. Um, with all the testing they did, and if he's not exactly taking steroids, if he's taking like he's at TRT, maybe they didn't test for that. I don't know. Well, From TRT heard, was, back then, I don't think it was illegal because Vitor Belfort had it on all all the time, kept getting exemptions for it. Yeah. So now, I, mean, it's, I think it's heavily banned now. Yeah, I think, and I think WWE itself cracked down a lot after this specific 
time. Uh, but they also quoted the following from WWE's press release on Tuesday regarding the Benoit toxicology report. Quote, WWE understands that the te- uh, toxicology reports for Chris Benoit indicate that he tested positive for testosterone and negative for anabolic steroids. End quote. The article then quotes WWE's own wellness policy regarding drug abuse. The excerpt states, quote, the non-medical use of anabolic uh, androgen steroids, AAS, which included uh, which include and are based on the natural steroid testosterone is prohibited, end quote. The article then goes on to quote several people pointing out uh, the intellectual dishonesty of WWE's PR spin since the press conference earlier this week. He's not if he didn't test positive for steroids, then he didn't test positive for steroids. Yeah, I want to know what the dishonest part is. You can't prove it's dishonest. Yeah, they they said, well, he wasn't on unless they flat out said, well, he's not on any sort or he wasn't on any sort of drug whatsoever. Like, okay, maybe. I mean, but to their knowledge, I, he, I thought once like the once like the, the the county gets a hold of your body, they do all the reports. Wouldn't they know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, that's what the, the WWE basically said. They felt vindicated after that because they're like, yeah, see, they ran the toxicology report on him, no steroids, and then they're like, yeah, but he had elevated levels of testosterone. Okay, they said he wasn't on steroids. And apparently I mean, going he wasn't off, like going off reports of whatever, like what I've heard, he probably was doing them at some point. I'm not going to yeah. sit here and say he wasn't. Cause like you said, that TRT stuff is what you do when you wreck your body from steroids, but it's yep. very possible. He was not using them at this point. He already used them, got jacked and just kept his body going. Why is that hard? Am I, people? I know my thing with it too, he's is, oh. by the way, it's like clearly he did it, but very possible he didn't have anything in the system now because he had already done it. That's what I'm saying. My my position on it is sort of like Arn Anderson had talked about this before. It's like, and this isn't saying, you know what, go out and do steroids because there are. Oh, Billy Graham would say it. Oh, of course. And there are doctor prescribed safer ways to do s- certain kinds of steroid legal steroids that, you know, if you're not in any form of real competition that's like whatever if that's you know something between you and your doctor whatever don't abuse them and again i wouldn't do them but whatever they're legal they're uh, regulated and they're between you and your doctor and at the end of the day this is wrestling you know pro wrestling it's not a competition it's basically a performance so well it's in there performance enhancing drug so you lose (laughs) good lord yeah, it's, I don't I know. I couldn't help it. <laughs> it's like those people that were, like, I had seen some article, some, um, I think it was a snowboarder years ago got busted. Sean for, White? No, it wasn't. It, well, I would have remembered if it was him. that ever existed, in my opinion. I don't know anybody else. So. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, some snowboarder in the Olympics got busted for, uh, like, he they pissed it. They piss dirty for having weed in their system, and some article. Oh, good Lord, who cares? Yeah, well, some is. <sighs> some article said that it was an, uh, a performance enhancing drug, and people were like, "What? If anything, that's a performance. Uh, like, what, what's what's the opposite of enhancing? Uh, performance I don't know, uh, drug? I think it's more like a sleep inducing drug. Anything? But... I know, right? <laughs> it's like they were like a 
in a competition that was like uh, they were racing or whatever on their snowboard. And it's like, I don't know if anybody is like, man, I got to get ready for this race, you know, pass the bong. Like, <laughs> I need to be alert. <laughs> oh, good. And that's all you want is a freaking snowboarder going down the hill. All of a sudden stops because he's got the munchies or something. Good grief. Oh, man, I smell hot dogs. Uh, I could win next year. I'm going to give me a hot dog. Pulls (laughs) off to the side. My thing is, with that one, it's like, if they won and they tested positive for weed, I think they should get two medals. Because it's like, (laughs) ah, you you won with a handicap, bro. (laughs) And it's like, the other ones should should feel ashamed. Like, you lost to somebody who was high. Like, uh, do better. You basically, right? could, you basically couldn't win a rig competition. You suck. Yeah, right. But uh, the family of Nancy Benoit has started a foundation in memory of her and her son Daniel with all money going towards helping abused women and children. It's called the Nancy and Daniel ben, uh, Benoit Foundation for Battered Women and Abused Children. Not to make light of it, but that doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. Uh, Before we even go on, because I might forget during the show, I didn't write this down, I should did you notice in the crowd here, there's a sign on at there all night, multiple times, that says, and I quote, the Taskmaster did it. Oh my gosh, no. WWE at this time was pretty good about taking signs away, but that one's a little inside baseball, so they might have forgot, they might have missed that one. Yikes. And not one single person in the back pointed it out, it was like, hey, uh, you know, take that one down. I mean, whatever, I... I, I will say that's that's a that's a crappy uh, conspiracy theory, weird crap that was come up with. Oh, well, you know, Kevin Sullivan, who plays a devil worshiper on TV, uh, you know, it, he, he really, you know, stuck in there and killed them all. Like what? From Boston, too. He's probably a hardcore Catholic. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was like. Have you seen Kevin Sullivan? I don't think he could overpower anybody and do that. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, especially at this time. But the latest WWE video game was almost complete when it was ordered to extract Chris Benoit from it. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this, but yeah. Uh, There were a lot of problems in this because they can't just easily delete him from the game, especially considering that the game is so far in the process. Nonetheless, the feeling was that it would be a PR disaster if they released the game with Benoit as one of the star characters. The video games team pretty much had no choice but to remove Benoit from that game. You don't say. I I look at it like from the video game side. It's like, well, if he was like in career mode and like stories and stuff like that, that's going to change a lot of that stuff. You know, I know. That's, people, I, that, I feel like people really didn't realize you, you don't just pull his model. You can't choose him as a wrestler now. He's everywhere in the game, probably. Uh, yeah, right. That's why people were laughing. Like, uh, it was before the last game released, and it was like it seemed like every month they were like doing house cleaning, and they they did remove a lot of characters from the last game. They were like, dude, the t- the two K team has me setting their hair on fire at this point. <laughs> there was like, like- there's a lot in there though. In contrast, that are not there anymore. So it's like kind of both ways, right? Yeah, some of it. At some point, they had to have told WWE they're like, "Look, f it." All right, like they're in the game. I'm sure WWE didn't care that much. It was like, whatever, give them a you know, it's their final payday, basically. Well, and also, um, you know, the game was up against the wall. So like if it failed, they were going to go to EA, right? And now they're not because it was a success. Yep. 
Yeah. And also, I mean, yeah, get it, about realizing, I know this isn't something that he's thinking about. I was like, if you're an AEW fan, there's a lot of people in this game that you can play as. It's that AEW game where people want to admit it or not. It's not happening for a while. So just enjoy yeah. this. You know? Right. Yeah, I don't know how psyched I am for an AEW video game, but I don't know. It might be good. It, if it's anything like the old TNA game, I'm not going to really touch it much, but yeah. Uh, as far as this, though, it's like... I, <laughs> I did. I liked Chris Benoit as a wrestler, and I was like, "Ah, crap!" You know, like thinking about it. But the ones that got me were the ones that like the were like genuinely pissed off that he was being removed from the game. I'm like, "You have to get this. Like, you have to know why, right? Like, come on. Like, like good lord. I mean, he didn't uh, say something naughty. You know, he For, killed- yeah." Yeah, it's not like it was cancel culture. Like, oh, he said something I didn't agree with. Take him out of the game. The funny thing is, if he had said something horrible before killing people, then they would have been like, all right, you know what? Get his ass out of here. Yeah, right. Like, look, he <laughs> only committed double homicide suicide. All right. Like, it, it, you know, we can look past that. Like, I want him in my damn game. Yep. Real, <laughs> real mentality, by the way, folks. Yep. People would create zombie Chris Benoit's and upload them to community creations. Like, you're so cool. Like, how old are I'm you? Wrong how much... damn head, I know. Like, gosh, dang, man. <sighs> anyway, uh, I only have one more story about this. Thank God. And then we're moving on to other subjects. This one just. Wow. Representative Cliff Stearns, I think is how you pronounce it. He's a Republican from Florida is motivated to hold a uh, to hold congressional hearings on deaths in pro wrestling and is currently pushing colleagues in Congress to join the cause. Stern said the following to the Baltimore Sun regarding the matter, quote, at this time, I do not believe that the new House majority sees steroid use as a serious issue. I urge Chairman Bobby Rush of the Commerce, Trade and Consumer Protection Subcommittee to hold a hearing to determine the prevalence or prevalence of uh, steroid use in professional wrestling and the means of ending their use. End quote. Is this 1992? Oh, maybe they're still pissed off they never got Vince. Yeah, I just... You know, lawyers hate to lose, man. And this isn't just... This, this isn't just the wrestling thing, either. When they had those big congressional hearings on baseball and steroid use in baseball, and they brought in Conseco, whatever, you know, I just... The people brought up the point, they were like, what was the point of it? Like, what were they going to do? They can't. Like, what was what was the government going to do about Major League Baseball? <laughs> you have no power here. Like, I just just shut it down. I don't know. Yeah, it's like the, I never understood the end game of any of it. Yeah, it didn't make sense. It was like. Are you guys bored? There's not, you know, anything more important pressing issues in this entire effing country that we deal with on a daily basis. No, we've got to hold hearings. This one's even worse. We got to hold congressional hearings on professional wrestling. Bring Vince McMahon in here. Why? Yep. Lord. People's uh, loved ones are dying over on Iraq in the middle of the war, but let's focus on baseball and steroids. Yeah, right. We live in clown world, Greg. I just, 
I, I, I can't say it enough. <laughs> yep. You know, it's funny though. It, it would have made more sense if like other teams owners came out and try to like hold hearings. Cause like, I, we think he cheated to win the world series or whatever. That I would yeah. understand. I get that. Like congressional hearings. What a waste of money. Right. With the, with the Black Sox situation, did did those go before Congress, or was that just like an internal MLB thing? I don't know thing? if they were in Congress or not, but the guys all got banned from baseball and everything. I remember so. that. Uh, there's a good movie out there about it. I can't. I feel bad. I can't remember the damn name of the movie, but jo- well, it was uh, John. Like, it, was like, it was like four or five, but yeah. Well, the one no. I'm pretty good. The one I'm specifically thinking of has uh, Charlie Sheen and uh, John Cusack in it. Major League. And no uh <laughs> it is called eight men out came out eight, wait a minute eight men out so one guy was saved <laughs> yeah it says 88 wow okay i didn't realize they were all that young back then okay yeah so eight men out was was the movie had uh uh john cusack was like the main guy i guess he went along he he didn't go along with it he was like the one member of the team Oh, okay. And I, I don't know if that's historical. So he's the one man in. Got it. Yeah, right. I I don't understand that he played Buck Weaver. Uh, again, I I would have to read up on some of this to know if it's actually, you know, how much of it's accurate, whatever. But uh, he got just lumped in with the rest of them because they all went along with it except for him, and so he got banned. But either way, it ain't uh, so, Joe. It ain't so. Wow. Uh, the San Jose Mercury News reports that here's a good one for you. The San Jose mayor, Chuck Reed, will not be attending the Great American Bash pay-per-view in San Jose and that he will dis- be discouraging his kids from watching wrestling due to the ongoing drug problems in the industry. I'm pretty sure the show was sold out. Yeah, so. uh, you'll be you and your children will be sorely missed at this event. Chuck Reed. I feel like I know his name from somewhere else. Well, I, I, I sure hope he was discouraging his children from watching any Hollywood movie ever because of the prevalent drug use in, in uh, Hollywood as well. So, oh, wait, no, it was just this. Oh, well, I, OK, I, it's good to know he has double standards. <laughs> I, I hate to say it like this, but seriously, that's a bad segue because of who we're talking about here in this next story. But uh, Joni Lauer, better known as China, China uh, will be appearing on the Nancy Grace show on cnn headline news on tuesday uh, it's nice to know we're talking about two women in this in this sentence and the worst one is not Joni lauer uh china will be speaking out on the drug use and deaths in wrestling in the the wrestling industry however keep one thing in mind china has been out of the wrestling business for five years and in five years many things could have changed and they did anytime i hear somebody speaking on nancy grace i tune the f out I don't know who that is. I do not wish to be educated. I don't care. Yeah, I just I I just know that she had she she hates wrestling, apparently, because she's like went on and on about drug use and wrestling on the stupid effing show of hers. And she had a list. She was talking about wrestlers who have died from uh, drug abuse. And on this list of, of wrestlers, she had Owen Hart's name. Oh, clearly some interns did their work then. Yeah. And like everybody called her ass out on it, whatever. And she's like, well, it was just a list of wrestlers who had died young. It, and it's like, you literally were talking about drug use. So anybody who doesn't know who the hell Owen Hart is now thinks, oh, well, he's another one that, you know, OD'd or something. 
for God's sake. Either way, uh, getting into something a little less frustrating with WWE here, and or anything related with WWE. Court Bauer left WWE's creative team last week. Oh, good Lord. Uh, Bauer has been recently working on the SmackDown creative team based on what is known right now. When Dusty Rhodes, baby, was moved over for, uh, to working for the ECW brand, you know, because that makes sense. Uh, Bauer and Michael Hayes were said to have disagreed a lot creatively. As a result of being frustrated for some time, Bauer made the decision to give his notice, and he finished up with the company last week. Bauer went on to be the owner of Major League Wrestling and MLW Radio. For anybody out there that doesn't know. So, I don't, I don't know. Personally, obviously, I, I don't know what the hell goes on backstage. I don't pretend to know. But I know Michael Hayes has his core group of friends, like, you know, Bruce Pritchard and Jim Cornette, whatever, that are supportive of him. I've heard he gets into a lot of disagreements with a lot of other people backstage. No, I, there was another there was another one they said had left around this time because he didn't get along with Michael Hayes. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, X Pac is like half his size, and somehow I don't think he fears him. <laughs> I will never not love that story of him just chopping off his ponytail and then hanging it up on the cork board <laughs> at TV. Uh, it's kind of a a hole move, but whatever. As things stand right now, Rey Mysterio is scheduled to make his return at this Tuesday's SmackDown taping in Fresno, California. He was happy with how the test run on his knee went during the uh, the Mexico tour two weeks ago. His cardio wasn't up to snuff yet, but he figures that two more weeks of training, uh, he'll be ready to return to the ring full time. Ray asked to work a program with Chavo Guerrero. Which made sense because Chavo put him out. Right. And does he does he come back? I weeks? think so. Yeah. Okay. What's weird is he's on the poster for this event. Uh, did you notice that? I did. Uh, just, I'm trying to remember when he was taken out. Yeah. Hardy wants to say No Mercy 2006. Yeah. And I quit yeah. match. Or was it on SmackDown? Oh, crap. We had covered a show recently. Uh, I, I want to say we did No Mercy 06. Yeah, we did. That's right. I think it was that one. Okay. Yeah, because there was one he had like a. Was it a false count anywhere match or whatever the hell with Chavo? Yeah, was, was that when Chavo beat the hell out of his knee when he was hanging upside down on the on the scaffold? Uh, yes. I think that's that was when he got taken out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was it. Right, he had to go get uh, surgery on that. I guess he, I guess his knee was effed up pretty bad after that, or well before that. <laughs> but still, fast forward to 2002, he looks like he's never been better. Yeah, crazy. Right. He's. Well, stuff like that, like they, cause they ask people about that. Like, I think Tom Brady had taught you when they were asking him about like why he doesn't get injured so much. And he said, it's a lot of like, it's not weightlifting. It's more of like, you know, stretching and crap like that. You know, it's hiring a great offensive line. Oh, well, that, that helps. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that does help a lot. But yeah, I mean, it, you look at people like Tom Brady's never been built. I mean, he's, he's in good shape, but he, he's not built. He just takes care of himself and he stretches a lot and he's in, you know, he's in good shape. Like Ray Mysterio. He's built enough. (laughs) Right. Uh, But yeah, so Ray Mysterio, I feel, has lost a little bit of muscle mass through the years. Not a lot. He still, you know, clearly hits that gym. Uh, But 
I, I feel like after a while, he's like, yeah, I need to get more limber. <laughs> like he's uh, age. I, I want to say age and, you know, multiple, multiple bumps through the years caught up with him. So like you said, man, I can't remember the last time he was out injured. So good for him. The, the first three words of the story are going to turn you off to it right away. But here we go. This week in ECW? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Uncle Dave Meltzer. Oh, God. Uh, of the Wrestling Observer, of the Wrestling Observer newsletter, has reported that WWE has promoted cruiserweight uh, Jamie Noble. He will not only wrestle, but have a job description of a producer and agent, and will be in charge of matchmaking. Fast forward again, 2022, 15 years, he's still doing that. Yeah, right. Like, uh, I sat next to him on a plane one time. He was like taking notes and watching UFC on his phone the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, wow, okay. I think I've told you this. I have a Jax figure of him. Oh, they never made him a tell, I don't think. Uh, well, they, I think they did. They made J&J security. In That's right, they did. Yeah. WWE has reached out to former superstar Tajiri about a possible return. However, Tajiri has no interest in making said return. I don't think it I ever think... happens. No. He pops up, I think, once, doesn't he? He pops up for a, a match. Am I wrong? I feel like it was recent, like in the past couple of years. Right. Yeah. No, it definitely was not around this time. No, he was, I mean. My short-term memory of wrestling is like fading, but I can remember stuff from like early 90s. I don't get it. So. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I feel you on that. But yeah, Tajiri, I mean, yeah, he obviously made a big career for himself in America. And he was here for a while. He was here for years and never really learned that much English from what everybody says. Like William Regal and Cactus Jack all basically said, like, I guess Cactus Jack almost had to, like, babysit him in uh, ECW because he was like, well, he he didn't really speak English. So he's like, I had to I had to translate like everything for him. It's like, oh, uh, it, yeah, he, he wants such and such. But uh, I yeah, see so, him wrestle. I don't think he really needed to speak English. He was good. So. Yeah, right. I have a Jack figure of him as well. I feel like you haven't said that in a while. Yeah, getting it in on this one. Well, Hogan knows best. <laughs> season four. <No. laughs> uh, oh, Hogan knows... <laughs> wow. Uh, Hogan knows best. Season four will debut tomorrow on VH1. Twelve tomorrow from the event we're talking about. Uh, this season is based around the marital problems between Hulk and Linda. Wonder where that's going to go, Greg. Oh, man, my ass is staying tuned, man. Yeah, right. That uh, they're about to split this, up, and this was one of those periods where I believe every single MTV "quote unquote" reality show, uh, if it had a couple in it, it ended with them divorced. Good lord! Oh. Yeah, and then as uh, we mentioned, like before, Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson, they got divorced, didn't they? And oh a couple yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Just keep your ass off reality TV. I use that quote loosely still. And then there was uh, the, I, I don't, I think it was around this time. It, I don't know if you remember when, because the only reason I know about this is because it was on the same channel as SmackDown. Uh, when there was, when UPN was still a thing, uh, Britney Spears and Kevin Federline had a quote unquote reality. Show. Well, it, this actually was a reality show. They literally filmed themselves for like, I don't know, months and months. And then, <laughs> They like basically backed up a truck full of cassette of like videotapes to UPN. It was like, here you go. <laughs> it's, 
And they got the first two. Boom. Yeah, right. Like, I didn't watch a second of it, but, like, I, everybody was trashing it at the time. They were like, okay, generally generally how it goes is people come to you and was like, they're like, hey, uh, we think you're entertaining. We'll put you on TV. You don't generally record yourself for, you know, a, a ton of time and then take said tapes into a studio. I was like, hey, do you, uh, you want to put this on TV? <laughs> people are weird, man. Uh, staying with reality TV, though, the macho man Randy Savage is 100% confirmed for the NTV show Surreal Life. What happens? He's thinking, thinking, thinking. I'm going to be on reality TV. Bonesaw is ready. I don't think it happens, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember when he dies. I know. Oh, it's, it's still years later. I, I okay. know China's on there. Though. I don't know if that's the season, though. Right. Yeah, I... Oof, God, now you're going to make me look up the surreal life. <laughs> this is uh, 07. There is... Wait. This is the... Yeah, next season of surreal life. There... The last season I'm seeing is in 06. So... Oh, maybe he was going to be on it, but then they canceled the show. Yeah, okay. right. <laughs> Hashtag plans changed. <laughs> uh, Didn't uh, I, think I remember seeing a clip of Vanilla Ice and some male porn star getting into a fight on there. Good lord. Yeah, that's a real sentence, folks. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> well, well, hey, man, you know, maybe it's tr- maybe Macho Man really was too sweet to be sour and they just, you know, they couldn't contain him. You if it was only sour. <laughs> yeah. You can't control it. You can only hope to contain it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, the in uh, the Spider-Man movie, uh, No Way Home, that just, you know, uh, like shattered box office expectations and everything. Uh, the, the one villain return that you know, I was really hoping for it didn't happen was, uh, you know, Bonesaw. How would that have uh, happened? I know. <laughs> they could have deep faked it. And also, he wasn't really a villain. He was just a thing in the competition. Yeah, I know. It kind of would have made no sense. It would have been out of place there. But, but I want it. Oh, anyway. well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, former ECW tag team champion. Oh, God. I forgot to put this story in here. This sucks. Oh, wow. Uh, this is reassuring. Yeah. Former ECW tag team champion John Cronus was found dead by his fiance Brandy Land- uh, Laundry's home in Laconia, New Hampshire, uh, on July 18th, 2007. This came several days after undergoing knee surgery. He was only 38 years old. Cronus died in his sleep. According to an autopsy, his death was subsequently attributed to heart failure resulting from an enlarged heart. His family stated that Cronus had a history of heart problems, and he knew that he could die at any time. That sucks. (sighs) Yeah, I did not know. I, I will say this, because... With former ECW talent, you honestly never know. Uh, supposedly, this was you know not drug related of any sort; just he had heart issues. So usually, uh, when I hear of a former ECW guy passing away young, it's like, oh, he, did he OD? I shouldn't. Yeah, say that's much. a thing. Yeah, and it's not just ECW; it is other, you know, whatever. But uh, I mean, ECW didn't exactly employ all the best, you know most clean people but yeah john cronus was actually pretty talented i enjoy like him and saturn's work in the 
<laughs> they were some of the only shining lights on some of the ECW shows. From the I think past. I said that last week on the show. <laughs> the Eliminators were pretty good. Yeah, right. Uh, it now appears that the strongest candidates for TNA's Bound for Glory pay-per-view this October will either be Norfolk, Norfolk Virginia, or Huntsville, Alabama. According to strong sources that uh, TNAWrestlingNews.com has spoken with, and, you know, TNAWrestlingNews.com, that's that's our Bible. Oh, yeah, that was my Bible. Yeah. Uh, the belief Every within, day, I'm on it. <laughs> the belief within TNA is that they can draw a bigger crowd in the southern market as opposed to Boston or Philadelphia right now, which was rumored earlier. We just go to England. You know, they can sell them out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, they were freaking crazy over there, man. Like, I, I never got that. They always sold the house out there. I'm like, well, hot damn. All right. Uh, for the record, they were at the, the arena at Gwinnett Center in Atlanta, the Atlanta suburb of Duluth, Georgia. So, so he's Georgia wrong all the way around. Yeah, right. wasn't wasn't in Virginia. wasn't in Alabama. However, they were in the South. Oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it's, actually, I don't think they like the. I don't think they like the side there. Actually, might, never mind. <laughs> yeah, right. I had seen something, or this this guy was like uh, showing this other guy like his his family tree, whatever, and one guy's like. Why is uh why are your two cousins connected there? He's like, oh, sorry, that that's a mistake. He's like, they're they're not married. We're not from Alabama. The guy's like, you know, that's effed up to say. He's like, I'm from Alabama, and he's like, I don't know anybody who's married to their cousin. He's like, sorry, dude, roll tide. And he's like, you haven't earned the right. Good lord. <laughs> what was that one I saw? He's like, you know, your family tree is just one long branch. Like, oh my yeah, god. Right. Good lord, uh, I can't. Your fa- yeah, when your family tree basically looks like a stick. <laughs> uh, Jack, moving We're on. A letter. Jackie Gata is no longer contractually bound to TNA. She hasn't appeared on TNA TV since late 2005 when she first debuted for the company, but later became pregnant. For those unaware, Gata is married to former WWE star uh, Charlie Haas. Actually, I think, is he still in WWE at this time? I don't remember. Seven, I think so. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think so too. Uh, either way, but yeah, so she has, uh, she hasn't been with the company since 05. Uh, you know, two years later, uh, she's out of her contract. Like, okay, that's financial stability right there on their part, huh? Yeah, right. That's like, that's, I, I hope they, it's like, were they paying her to sit at home and do nothing this whole time? Because so Yikes, how do I get man. that gig? Yeah, right. It's like Jim Cornette talking about when uh, Iron Sheik went to WCW and he sucked so bad that they regretted signing him, but he was under contract, so they just sent him home and paid him. <laughs> and then they and they forgot he was under contract and it rolled over and they had to pay him more. <sighs> Sheiky baby ain't stupid. Yeah, right. Well, and, he, and Cornette said, well, and at that point, they were like, well, we're paying him. We might as well just make him wrestle. And then they brought him back, saw he still sucked, and sent him back home. <laughs> man, like that's that's a hell of a gig if you can get it, man. Uh, Conan's kidney donor was ruled compatible this past Thursday at UC San Diego Hospital. He is set to undergo the surgery on Monday. Damn, I didn't know he needed a kidney. Yeah, I remember this. That fool's been through the ringer with injuries, man. 
No wonder he spoke so much weed. All right, he's just a walk. Yeah, right. <sighs> Sucks. There has been reports that TNA wrestler Lance Hoyt has shown some interest in joining World Wrestling Entertainment. Hoyt claims that he can leave the TNA promotion with ease. He does. Sure. <laughs> yeah, he leaves him. Well, shoot, when does he leave him? Pretty Not close. I think, I'm pretty sure he's in ECW at some point. Mm, yeah, that's not until like what twenty or two thousand nine, twenty ten, something like that. They at this point they haven't even done Rock and Rave Infection yet. Who wants to get infected tonight? Damn straight. So he's got at least another year for his belt, I think. So whatever. I I, I totally forgot until you brought that up. He is in a WWE video game as Vance Archer. He was intense, man. Yeah, right. And then, uh, <laughs> and now everybody dies. Well, I'll never get somebody bringing a sign that said Lance, or Vance Archer is intense, but they put I-N space T-E-N-T-S. Like, was that intentional? Was that intentional? <laughs> intentional? Did you really screw up? <laughs> what the hell? That's worse than they're here, but they put the wrong there. God. <laughs> Uh, the reason why TNA only sent feelers to Rikishi and Brian Christopher of Too Cool, you're going to love this story, uh, about a Too Cool reformation was because they didn't want to be seen as signing just any WWE cast off that they could. Oh, yes, because that would be horrible. And they totally never did that. Maybe they meant any more. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we don't want to just sign any WWE cast off, okay? Here's Reichlon Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh this was like really i can't you're gonna say no we're not gonna sign wwe cast-offs in regards to rikishi and brian christopher but all right those are the ones i guess which by the way they did bring in rikishi eventually call him junior fatu <laughs> do you remember his his belt said bootylicious yes <laughs> Uh, so bad. <laughs> I was like, uh, cool. I get, I don't, I don't know how to feel about this. I think he was only there for like, what, two months? If that. Yeah. Uh, no Brian Christopher, though. Before the Victory Road pay-per-view, which we're going to talk about in a few weeks, it was discussed in passing that Elix Skipper should walk the structure. Do you know what structure they're talking about? I forgot to look that up. Yeah, it's the, uh, it's the Elevation X structure that they instead use for Ultimate X this pay-per-view. Ah, okay. So that was this show. Gotcha. Uh, it was uh, discussed in passing that Elix Kipper should walk on the structure and do his famous Hurricane Rana maneuver. However, nobody would take the maneuver, and Skipper discovered the actual height of the structure, and the discussion turned more into a joke. <laughs> he was Man, like, I would have killed someone, dude. He was like, you want me to do what now? And you're paying me that? Huh. Right. And it was like the discussion they said about like when uh, uh, Michael Hayes was with the Hardy Boys. And he's like, they, they would be in the arena. And he's like, hey, Jeff, you see that over there? He's like, how about you do a, a front flip to 480, you know, sidewinder off of that thing? And then, was, then Triple H would be there. He's like, hey, Michael, why don't you get up there and show him how to do it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> He wanted to send Jeff Hardy to an early grave. And now, uh, you know, I'm not going to make the joke. I'm going to move on. 
Uh, Let's keep it moving here. <laughs> last story. Uh, the reason for the storyline on Thursday... I forgot about this. Thank God. The reason for the storyline on Thursday's Impact, where Kurt Angle walked around the arena in just some tanning underwear looking for his clothes, comes from some real-life similarities. God. Uh, Kurt is said to be somewhat of an exhibitionist, and in WWE, he used to have naked contests where he would challenge somebody backstage to see who could stay naked the longest whilst going about their usual routines. What the hell? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was eight years old. <laughs> that oh sounds like that sounds like something where it's like you don't want to admit something, so you turn it. You're like, hey, uh. This isn't creepy or anything. Hey, how? Let's see which one of us could stay naked the longest. Yeah, how about that? Like, <laughs> is there something you want to tell us, Kurt? I mean, it's fine. Just you know, come out with it. Literally. <laughs> oh, good lord. Well, it's not a bunch of men. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I don't care. But she's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like he wasn't doing this with the female locker room. I'm sure. Like again, well, I'm sure he not... got sued for that. But... Well, well, yeah, yeah, he would have got sued for that, but you know, not, uh, you know, they had him in a storyline where he's calling Charmel a gutter, you know what, and saying that turns him on. So that was, yeah. Hashtag never forget. Weird times, man. Yeah. What the hell is with Kurt, man? Like, why? Like, hey, whatever tickles your fancy. Right. Whatever sets your goose loose, I guess. <laughs> Uh, and he was letting it all loose here, I guess. But either way, uh, we're gonna take our next break. I tried to end it on a lo- on a you know a, a higher note, here, some some levity. Sure. A lot of talk about a lot of talk about death on this one. Might as well end it with naked men. But I thought we were gonna do a wrestling pay per view here. Did I miss something? Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get into it, uh, and that's actually what we're gonna be talking about right after this break, right here. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. This message is brought to you by belly up sports. No, just kidding. This is not an NWO promo. This is just me, Kyle Sullivan, AKA Shaggy Von Doom, the host of here in Puckburg on the belly up sports podcast network. I have a hockey podcast where we talk about hockey fandom and the love of the game, and where that leads you in this this game we call life. Why am I on Main Event Marks telling you about this? Well, what if I told you I had one half of the world's greatest tag team, otherwise known as the Main Event Marks, the one and only Greg, Superfly Greg. He was on, and he was talking about his love of the game. So you might want to come over and check that episode out. If you like what you hear, you can check out the rest of our incredible episodes with our incredible hockey community from PHF, athletes, ESPN personalities, fathers of NHL players, and a whole lot more. Come by, follow the show, give a like, give a subscribe, and it'd be great to have you here in Puckburg. But enough about me. Let's get back to what you're really here for, the main event marks, because they are the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on youtube find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks and we're back and we're back <laughs> it's wwe great american bash <sighs> yeah uh, i don't even know what that we got to carry on here people i'm not uh, laughing at the show by the way the show is actually pretty good i'm laughing at the last news segment we just did yeah, I'm trying not to like think naked about. Kurt. Yeah, last time okay. <laughs> I'm just a naked Kurt. <laughs> I'll make your eyes hurt. Anyway, I don't know, uh, man. I mean, well, it might like you. Never know. Just, don't just assume. I, yeah, I, some people might. I, I'm not some people, but whatever. I'm more of a, a naked John Cena fan myself. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. I mean, hey, anybody go back and watch uh, that uh, Peacemaker show. And then no, that's, uh, what's that other movie he did? Uh, the, the scene with Amy Schumer. <laughs> oh, the train wreck? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, this is Great American Bash 2007. It took place uh, July 22nd, 2007 at the HP Pavilion in San Jose, California. Uh, now, or... CSAP Center. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say but better. It's called the Shark Tank. Yeah, I was gonna say better known to Greg and company as the Shark Tank, or better known as the place where Greg got to pee next to Uncle Dave. Good Lord, there's why. That. That's the name of the arena, Greg. Show it respect. All right. Why don't you show some respect and go to hell? <laughs> How about you show some respect to gargling my freaking anyway. Uh, the attendance is 13,034. Is that a sold out house? You would know more than I do. Uh, it's pretty close. It holds about yeah. 15. So that's uh, for Sharks you... games. And then you minus some for, the in- oh, okay. for the entrance way. Yeah. Close, close to. Yeah. Sounds uh, either way. It's a big house. So uh, pay-per-view buy rate was 229,000 buys. The show starts off with. No, fireworks. I did not buy this one. Well no, well, no, you were there. You were one of the uh, thirteen thousand in the crowd. Uh, well, you know, if and if you weren't there, Greg, it would be thirteen thousand thirty-three. So just remember Alleged. that. Yeah. <laughs> and and hey, Uncle Dave might actually know this time. I was gonna say, was he there? Because you know, might have been. I wasn't really aware of him back then, so I don't know if I even knew it was the thing to hate or not yet. No, but you would have been aware of that sweet, sweet mullet. Hell there yes. 
<laughs> I don't know if he had it at this time. I'm just thinking. Well, the show starts thinking, off with thinking, thinking. Good Lord. Show starts off with fireworks, the introduction of the three damn commentary teams, and then we get into it. I need to point out though that one of these commentary teams really only appears once. <laughs> Literally for one match. And it's like I hope they didn't have to sit out there all night. Go back and like, watch. Dude. They did. Oh God. Like, can I take a piss break now? Thanks. Uh, the the cruiserweight open is on. I gotta I gotta pee. <laughs> First match here is MVP defending the WWE United States title against Matt Hardy in just under 13 minutes. Uh, after a hard-fought match, MVP hits the ugliest-ass playmaker I've ever seen for the win. Uh, I'm not going to put that one on him. Matt didn't go over properly for yeah, it. Yeah, right. Uh, but Uncle Dave gives this two and three-quarters of a star. I gave it two and a half. What say you? Uh, I gave it three. I really like this match. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, Matt Hardy looked winded as hell by the end of it. I'm like, dude. You look winded as hell walking out, dude. Yeah, right. Like, uh, cardio ain't there, man. Like, what's up? But uh, maybe that's why he does tag matches. But either way, backstage, Todd Grisham is joined by Dusty Rhodes. Uh, Dusty says that tonight is a special occasion because it's the Great American Bash. He tells us that the show and the Texas Bull Rope match have his fingerprints and legacy all over them. Very true. Uh, Dusty then tells us that tonight oh, is man. all the ending what? of his promo. Sorry, just <laughs> oh god, yeah. Uh, Dusty tells us that tonight is all about respect, which he's going to beat into Randy Orton. He ends up talking about being the bull of the woods and and seeing all them cows out there. Then he moves into the camera. He literally okay. goes move. Yeah, it's just like. That one's not going to go down in the history of great Dusty Rhodes promos. <laughs> it's let's just say him mooing into the camera isn't up there with his hard times promo, to say the least. But hard times when you hear cow moo and you got to slaughter it, make your own steak. That's hard times. Good lord. Too much. I I don't know. But up next we have the cruiserweight open for the cruiserweight title. Cruiserweight Open is basically just a there's one, two, three, four, five, six. It's a six pack challenge, and it goes about seven minutes. Uh, you notice, by the way, everybody in this match, almost almost everybody, just about was there for the death of WCW. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, Chavo Guerrero defending the title uh, against Jimmy Wang Yang, who yep. was. He was uh, just Yang, wasn't he? I think he was Yang, yes. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Wang Yang, who, by the way, runs a party bus in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Not joking. He is a redneck party bus. And before you go on, I just want to say, did you notice his Tron? I did not. His Tron was the Confederate flag. Oh, my gosh. Something tells me people who waved that flag wouldn't have liked you very much, Jimmy. <laughs> just saying. I just thought it was ironic. Right. Uh, he really is. By the way, this was not like, I mean, it was a stupid gimmick. But this is mostly him. Like, he's kind of a redneck in real life. I, I had no freaking idea until he get, got out of WWE and he kept this going. And I'm like, 
okay, so the stuff you were doing before this was the gimmick. This is real. <laughs> like, all right. Oh, man. The young dragons, which was more stereotypical than anything, was in fact a gimmick. It's not him. That's just right. something to think about. Is it, is it weird that him and Jamie Noble swapped? Because back then, Jamie Noble was doing the, like, who's, who is a huge redneck, was doing the, you know, stereotypical Japanese yeah, gimmick right. wearing a mask. Think about that. Yeah, and it's like now they're then they both ended up becoming rednecks in real life. I, I, all right. Anyway, yeah, Jimmy Wayne Yang, uh, Shannon Moore is in this match. He was uh, part of th- was it three count, and then uh, Funaki was not there. Jamie Noble was there, and then Hornswoggle. <sighs> and well, Hornswoggle wasn't introduced, but technically right is. Well, right before the bell rings, Hornswoggle. Climbs out under the ring, runs through and slides through the ring as they're ringing the bell. So I guess the rule is as long as you're in the ring when the bell rings, uh, then you're legal, I guess. That's what, JBL, that's what JBL said, so I believe it. Yeah. it's. Uh, Who might argue with us sure. or not? <laughs> right. That, that rule is right up there with as long as you're the champion, you can make your own damn matches. Because you know that happens. <laughs> Uh, I will give faint praise to this by saying this match isn't the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, In the end, Jamie Noble gets taken down with a Tower of Doom spot. Hornswoggle hits the Tadpole splash on him and wins. So there's that. Uncle Dave gave it two and a quarter stars. I gave it dose. What say you? I gave it two. I just remember laughing so hard when this happened. Now looking yeah. back, you can almost excuse it because it was just a way of getting rid of the cruiserweight title. Why was Hornswoggle literally like, ah, whatever, he made a good living off of it. But why was Hornswoggle literally like the dumpster for WWE? They're like, ah, we don't know what to do with this. Give it to Hornswoggle. <laughs> <laughs> there was this, the anonymous raw GM thing, which didn't add up, but whatever. I like how I feel like, and people can argue with me on this one, but I feel like the anonymous raw GM thing could have had legs to it. Like it got annoying as all hell, but I feel like it could have had a cool conclusion to it. But they kept it going for so long. It was like that show Lost. They're like, ah, crap. We don't know where to go. I, you know what? They're all dead. Hey, are we supposed to have a teaser to this? Wait, I mean, uh, sorry, teaser. We're supposed to have an ending to this? I, yeah, like. It's like it's right up there with the white Hummer. Like it, it hits people. All right. Like, who cares who's driving? We'll figure it Somebody's out. Somebody's driving. You don't need to know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll we'll figure it out when we get to it, or we won't. One of the day. You know, whatever. <sighs> but after the match, Hornswoggle celebrates like he just won a gold medal at the Olympics. Uh, JBL with JBL's and, hat. Yeah. Right. JBL and Michael Cole are flabbergasted. And, like, at first, they're like, what? No! I, no no way! And then, like, they start getting into it, and JBL's like, you go, little dude! Oh, man. Uh, I just saw the thing about the history of that title. There's been a couple of women champions, a little person to be champion, uh, and a... Uh, and Fat whatever commentator. The hell you want, I was just say whatever you want to call... Uh, what was his name? Uh, oh, God. Oklahoma. I can't think of... Uh, it was Oklahoma. Uh, I, I can't think it was... Ed Ferrara. <laughs> Ed Ferrara, yeah. That's it. That asshole. <laughs> so, yeah. That's how it's been passed around just to uh, whoever wants it. Yeah. It's, uh... Let's say it's... Let's just say it's been treated 
not with the utmost respect. <sighs> anyway, uh, I don't get why Cole keeps asking if Hornswoggle is even a cruiserweight. Like, what? There's not a minimum cutoff, bro. Like, I assume that's what he was getting at. Like, I mean, just... was he insulting him because he's a little bit on the thicker side, even for a little person? Because he kind of is, but he's not touching 205, I can tell you that. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, are you insinuating that he's over the weight limit? Like, and at the time, I don't know if you remember, the weight limit at the time was like 235. Because Matt Hardy had to, like, there was that whole storyline where he's like, I got to get down to 235. And they showed him, like, training all the time and Shannon Moore, like, working with him. I remember that. I just remember the number. I remember that. Yeah. I don't know why it always stuck with me, the 235 number. is like, so do you not have enough people that are small enough so you just bump the number up? I don't know. It's a stupid number because I could reach a lot of the damn roster, dude. I know. Right. Like, that covers a lot of ground. Uh, In fact, I'm pretty sure even in, like, his uh, heyday, which sounds weird considering he's still kind of going, but even probably John Cena could have made 235. Yeah. yeah, perhaps. I know, yeah, it covers a lot more people than would have given a damn. I don't know. But I didn't understand the argument. I was like, I assume you're saying, well, I don't know if he weighs enough. It's like, Medusa was the champion. She wasn't hitting 235. Well, it was a different company. The parts of her were. Oh, God. Not touching that one. Uh, or those. I, I mean, I, I mean, oh, never mind. Um, <laughs> Uh, after the match, the cruiserweights chase... <laughs> cruiser chase Hornswoggle under the ring, and then he slips out the other side and takes off to the back while they all pull their hair out. Uh, <laughs> wouldn't he grease himself up? Like, how did they not catch him? I, that Well, actually, that's my first question. My second question is, if they caught him, what then? <laughs> They're going to him? Out <laughs> Yeah, it's like, where are you going to murder him and steal it? Like, good lord, man. Like, wh- what's the end game here? Like, again. Well, they never caught him, so you don't need to know. So just shut up and move on. I, I guess so. You're asking redundant questions here. Right. Now, it's like, well, it's like those matches where, like, somebody, like, take you know, like, the anything goes where they'll take a spike and try to jam it into somebody's head and they get stopped. It's like, what if you did and you literally murdered that person? <sighs> Mm-hmm. Then what? I say it every single time someone takes a weapon, whatever it may be, a chair, pipe, bat, whatever, and goes a swing on them, and they hit the uh, the ring post instead. I'm like, that's literally uh, attempted murder, right? And it's like, it, and you don't get away with, well, it was in the confines of a wrestling match. Oh, well, then it's okay. <laughs> yeah, kind of like the uh, the custody here, the custody battle for Jarrett and Angle. Remember? <laughs> yeah, right. well, and the. And the well, like we talk about the the one with for Dominic between Eddie and Eddie yeah, and Ray, right. Eddie and Ray, where it was like, well, I, you know, you did have a wrestling match, so this holds up. <laughs> Dominic, pack your bags. You're a Guerrero now. <laughs> so says the court of law. <laughs> oh. Whatever. Either way, God. Speaking of things on polls, uh, up next. Oh, good lord! It is the Sandman versus Carlito. Words I thought I would, I never thought I would say, uh, in a Singapore cane on a pole match, goes for five and a half minutes. Okay, can uh, we first acknowledge or talk about why is this pole that's on a pole? The why is the single pole, Singapore cane touching heaven? Uh, Did you notice this? It was. It was, this high thing was like fifty crap. feet in the air. 
Still not as high as the Johnsonville Silver Dollars in a sock. <laughs> now in the archives, Bash of the Beach 96. Yeah, yeah it was Bash of the Beach 96. That, uh, it wasn't That's the only thing that paper reads remember for, though, just so you know. Well, yeah, it was, like I said, man, it wasn't all history making. Clearly, that was the one. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, uh, the first thing I noticed, though, is like, and it's not even uh, uh, vertical. It's, it's a, it becomes like horizontal. So you got to climb even higher to get the damn thing. Right. Did you notice that? Yep. <laughs> Luckily, the Sandman was mostly sober for this one. So, you know, he didn't get vertigo. <laughs> God, this, this is dumb. Uh, I do have a Jack's figure of Carlito, by the way. I do not have one of the Sandman. Uh, Carlito started. Never by... made Mattel's of either one, I don't think. Nope. Or no, they did with Carlito because I remember he was one of the first ones. They had a two pack of him and uh, Primo. They were in their tight, or well, not tights. They were in pants. I wish I would have gotten it because it was like right before Carlito left. I never got it. That had to be 2010. That must have been early on. I wasn't even collecting figures yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was. It was one. It was very, very early on. Uh, but Carlito starts by spitting his chewed up apple at the Sandman. Uh, and for once, a Sandman match has a tie up. Like, I think that I, was new to him. Uh, I don't know. I was blown away. I'm like, what? what is going on? Nobody's bleeding yet. There's a tie up. Uh, also, can we talk about how Carlito's tights said the words eat spit? I forgot he used to wear those. Yeah. Like, cool. This was around Each the time. Spit. Yeah. This was around the, the era where WWE skirted those lines with things like John Cena had the ruck fools and choke on my nuts and whatever with the bag of peanuts. And uh, Stone Cold had the F fear, but the, the U was covered up by a skull. So it looked like it said Fock fear. Yeah. Was good stuff, man. But I had that nice. Uh, Sandman eventually is the first one to grab the cane, but Carlito instantly hits a backstabber, or backcracker, or whatever the hell they were calling it at this point, and gets the pinfall win, and the cane never comes into play. Not even What's... after the heel wins, he doesn't take a few pot shots with it. I ah, did what? not understand this. What was the damn point? We gotta have something on a pole. Why? Just for know. effects, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, this has to have a stipulation to it. Uh, sure. Uh, Uncle Dave gave it a whole quarter of a star. Uh, I gave wow. it. I gave it two only because Sandman actually wrestled. What's a hue? Uh, I was gonna say I gave it two, and I did have a comment here. Does this prove that Sandman was the best of the crap in that company, ECW? He was. He was more near the top, uh, or he could have been. I don't know. Yeah, I did not. I didn't hate this match. I thought I would. Right. Yeah. I mean, Sandman came to WWE and actually like wrestled a few times. I was very shocked. Keep in mind, when he came into WWE, I knew next to nothing about him. I'd heard of him, but I never really saw his work, quote unquote work. Uh, so I was like, oh, being loose, those words. Okay. All I knew was that he was an ECW legend, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. He, he looks kind of cool, has a cool entrance. Yeah, all right. And, and he, he actually wrestled a handful of times, so I got into him. I was like, oh, cool. All of his, name, or all of his moves are named after some kind of alcohol. Like, I thought that was funny. All right, the white Russian leg sweep. 
<laughs> White Russian leg sweep, the Heineken Rana, the Rolling Rock. Yeah, so I'm like, okie dokie. I wonder if they uh, were. That's something Joey Styles just came up with. Yeah, Ray probably did. Uh, but anyway, up next, Todd Grisham is backstage with Randy Orton this time. And Todd, Todd asks... Grisham. And uh, Todd asks Orton about his upcoming Texas bowl rope match. Orton says that he's glad that Dusty Rhodes is in a good mood because he is as well. He says that today is Shawn Michaels' birthday, but HBK doesn't remember that because Orton punted him in the head and concussed him. Orton says that he's going to do the same to Dusty. I forgot about him doing that to Shawn Michaels. So that was a reminder. He's still out. He's not coming back until October, I don't think. Oh, yeah. Uh, and up next, man, it's Candice Michelle defending the women's title against Melina. This was pre- before you even start. Can we just say how all the way live they both were? Oh, well, that goes, yeah, of course, that goes without saying. Uh, this was pre butterfly belt, but good lord, it was uh, in the same vein. It went just shy of six and a half minutes. Look, we had a lot to look at in this one, but not one bit of it was wrestling. Uh, <laughs> these two are obviously beautiful, but this sucked, and I feel offended by being subjected to it. At one point, Candace did a flying crossbody off the top, and JR literally compared it to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, which had me reaching for the nearest sharp object for which to stab myself with. Uh Candace ends this one with a jumping bulldog, which Jerry Lawler informs us is now known as the candy wrapper. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Dave and I both gave I this. I not about that till the next night, by the way, because I was I couldn't hear him. So. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, Uncle Dave and I both gave this Uno star. What say you? Yeah, I gave it one. It sucked. Yeah, you don't say. <sighs> God. And then we keep on with this because. Backstage, Matt Hardy walks up to Jeff Hardy, who's stretching. This is the moment of the night right here, by the way. Yeah, right. But Matt tells Jeff that he needs to stay focused tonight. If he wants to win, both Hardy boys then stare creepily at Candace Michelle walking in slowly. And then it goes to slow motion. She gets a water bottle and starts pouring it all over herself while porn music plays. It looks like the Hardys are going to effing blow at any moment as she pours more water on herself. Ron Simmons then walks up and says, damn. Can I not say this was the moment of the night? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, oh uh, my gosh. Like, what? Like, what was somebody doing when they thought this up? Like, watching good grief. <laughs> yeah, right. I, <sighs> making fist babies. Good lord. Uh, and you made it worse. Congrats. <laughs> well, that's what I do. But all right. Up next. Fist babies? <laughs> Maybe. Don't judge. I'm up next. Not. We've got uh God. Uh keep it moving here. Up next, we got Umaga defending the WWE. Umenga. <laughs> I said Umenga as I was typing, and I accidentally wrote his name out as Umenga. And I'm like, son of a uh, but he's defending the Intercontinental title against uh Jeff Harvey, wasn't that what he, what, uh, what's his name called? Adam, uh, yes. or Mike Adam Lee, that was it. Mike Adam Lee, yes. Jeff Harvey, Jeff uh, Hardy. Har- <laughs> uh, this goes just shy of 11 and a half minutes. This one was great. I love them both. 
In the end, Umaga wins with a Samoan spike that turns Jeff inside out. Uh, Uncle Dave gave it a star, or sorry, three and a half stars. I gave it three even. What say you? I gave it three, and I think this was the match of the night. Yeah, this was epic. I liked it. I, I mean, I expected a good showing from these guys, but I forgot how well they worked together. So this is good. Uh, I have a Jax and Mattel figure of Umaga. I have two Mattels of him, and I have like 47 Mattel jet parties. I, ha- I, will, I will say this. I have about 47 Jax figures of Jeff Hardy. I don't have, I don't have any Mattels of him. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, I haven't, I've yet to buy one. Uh, he's become a peg warmer around here lately. But, well, uh, that's because we, that, I know which what you're talking about. It's because that's a re-release. Oh, and, okay. yeah, it's just like, you're already worn that one out. Yeah. Uh, we now, we've been getting play-up packages throughout the night for John Cena versus Bobby Lashley, and we get another one of those right here. Uh, up next, it is John Morrison, the, the newly crowned John Morrison, he is defending the ECW World Heavyweight title against CM Punk in just under eight minutes. He looks like if Michael Kelso was, like, really ripped. Good Lord. <laughs> you guys keep trying to take my ECW title. I'm coming back and kicking so much ass. Melina, <laughs> <laughs> uh, get in the van. <laughs> anyway. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, uh, had to get a couple in. Uh, in the end, CM Punk dives off the top rope. Morrison catches him with a rib breaker and pins him to win. Kind of a, ending. Yeah, this was a lame ending and made CM Punk look stupid. Uh, Uncle Dave gave it two and a half stars. I gave it three, probably Holy more two. Hell. Probably more two and a half. Now that I look back at it, like really think about it. Just so, what do you give it? Closer to one and a half, but I gave it two. Yeah, that's pretty it's good. We have a pretty the, damn good one on ECW TV in a couple weeks. Yeah. So. Anyway, uh, up next, Randy Orton takes on Dusty Rhodes in a Texas Bull Rope match that went just over five and a half minutes. And in case you didn't know it, because they will tell you 47 times, Dusty Rhodes has more Bull Rope matches than Randy Orton's had matches. <laughs> yeah, that's crap, man. <laughs> Anyway, uh, and this was not one of his best, but that's why I've been near the bottom of the of the worst section. Yeah, right. Uh, in the end, Dusty Rhodes misses an elbow drop, takes a cowbell to the face, uh, and he's he's pinned by in the face. Uh, Uncle Dave gave it a star. I gave it two. What say you? I'm right there with Dave. Unfortunately, <laughs> it sucked. Yeah. Right there with it's him. Terrible. Peeing. Probably. Uh, I mean, I should go to the bathroom in this match. Wow. Yeah, it sucks. I like bull rope matches, but we've seen like great ones like JBL and Eddie Guerrero. And then we've seen. Which JBL will remind you of during this match, by the way. Yeah, right. We're doing this favor, I should say. And then we get to the other side of the spectrum, which is this. Whatever. Uh, after the match, Orton sets up for a punt kick on Dusty. However, a young Cody Rhodes gets in the ring to defend his dad with the cowbell. Uh, Orton gets angry and slinks off to the uh, slinks out of the ring into the back, never breaking his gaze from Cody. I don't know if you're the same way, but like looking back at this now, I'm like, 
wow, it's all, it's kind of weird to see Cody with dark hair. Oh yeah. Like that one week where he showed up at, uh, to face uh, Brody Lee and his hair was black. And I'm like, whoa, like warn a dude first, man. Like <laughs> that's just assaulted my eyes. Up next is the great Kali. Oh, good Lord. This is the yeah. one I actually did go to the pisser for because I <laughs> he's defending the WWE World Heavyweight title. Uh, and he's got uh, Ranjin Singh is how you pronounce it, I think. I think it's Ranjin. Uh, Ranjin, yeah. Uh, he's got him in his corner. And he's defending the title against Kane and Batista in a triple threat match. It goes about 10 minutes. Okay, a couple Look. things here. Number one, this was supposed to be Edge and um, Kane one-on-one. Yeah. The Edge got hurt. There was no triple threats. Yeah. You need more uh-huh. star power, so <laughs> all in another thing, another thing I want to point out, by the way, I don't know if you caught this. When Kali wins the title, they clearly show him holding the title upside down. Yeah. And he does it again here. <laughs> Did you catch that? I didn't see it this time. I saw it the first time. I remember that. I'm like, <sighs> okay. I just, what the F ever, dude. I will say this. It's I kind of fear... apropos, you know, maybe he was like in distress, like, you know, flying upside down. God. Because it sure as hell was when he had the title. Uh, SmackDown I... was, it, yeah. <laughs> Which oh, is funny because as we record right now, SmackDown is probably the best wrestling show on all TV. Just ironic. Yeah, it's notoriously <laughs> that. I feared the worst with this one. I really did, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. All right. I, I got to get well, that out of the uh, way. Because Batista and Kane had the working boots on. Yeah. I'm not going to deny that. I don't. I think Kali maybe took a bump. Maybe. Uh, in the end, Kane takes a Batista bomb before Great Kali pulls Batista off the pin. Kali then hits his double choke bomb on uh, Kane and pins him to retain the world title. This was just a giant hoss match. Uncle Dave gave it a star. I Look, for who was in it, I give it two and a half. That's they, exactly what I said. Like because of who, because the call he was in it, just Kane Batista had to work overtime. I'll give it two because it was not going to get any better. And when I think workhorse, I don't think Batista and Kane. All right, not saying they suck, but when I'm like, man, we really need somebody to carry this match. Those two <laughs> do not come to mind. Those two do not compute. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hey, and yeah, we're and speak for you. We're, we're huge fans of both those guys, okay? right? But I'm also yeah. a huge fan of Paul Kogan, okay? <laughs> right. Kevin Nash. Yeah. You see, a, yeah, you see a, a pattern here. Yeah, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of Nash, and he's never had a five star match in his life, so not capable. Sid vicious. Uh, we can do this all day. It's just right. Uh, up next, though, King Booker and Queen Charmel come to the ring in street well, clothes. Uh, why they come to the ring? You skipped over. Uh oh oh they roll a triple H promo. Okay, yeah, I sorry I fast forwarded through that. Um but Booker says that Triple H clearly didn't get his cease and desist order to stop calling himself the King of Kings because Booker is the only true king. Well, maybe Triple H went to the Young Bucks school of giving the middle finger to cease and desist. It's true. <laughs> uh get the Booker, Yeah, uh, right. Uh, Booker T then tells Jerry Lawler, whom he calls Jerome, 
I don't know why that popped me so hard. Yeah, I was <laughs> word for word what I was about to say. Like, what? It's like early I on. I should not have laughed at this, but I was like, oh my god, that was too good. It's like early on Broken Matt kind of stuff. <laughs> but, uh, but he tells him to get in the ring and relinquish his crown to him. Jerry Lawler stands up and tells Booker that if he wants his crown, he needs to come get it and kiss his country ass. I mean, not that part. I added that, but, you know, it was implied. Uh, I'm pretty sure Texans are right there is just his country, so. Yeah, right. Uh, but, but what are you talking about? He's from Harlem. Damn it. Gosh. Actually, this king right here might have been from, like, uh, what was that movie with Forrest Whitaker and he was the king? Because I think the uh, last, based last king of Scotland. So it's from Scotland. Yeah, maybe. But well, Booker, Booker said, so we, we pattern after was that movie and Forrest Whitaker. So I'm going to go with King Scotland. I mean, I'm upset that he didn't do the lazy eye, but you know, whatever. I didn't say it. <laughs> Booker, Booker then. Said, <laughs> that's, a, that's an Oscar-winning actor right there, though. So this doesn't really oh. matter. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh man. And he was in Star Wars. Okay, I got that out. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, but Booker says that since Lawler is ignoring a direct order, he considers it an act of treason before <laughs> glaring at him and leaving. <laughs> Can a king declare treason? Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Okay. I, I, I really don't know. Yeah, treason against your country and your and your your king and whatever. So yeah. That was that was a thing back, you know, with monarchs. It's like if if you disobeyed the king, that means you're going against a country and it's treason. Ah, whatever. Well, then shouldn't shouldn't have a king, prince, a king been thrown up, or thrown in jail for treason and coming to America then? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and Princess Jasmine didn't she uh, commit treason by marrying the street rat? <laughs> Maybe. She's your I'm queen just, to I'm just digging. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we're going to take our next break. When we come back, it's main event time. And after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday drop-in, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. 
O'Reilly Auto Parts specializes in keeping your car on the road. Not sure how much life is left in your battery? Our professional parts people will test it for free. If it does need to be replaced, we'll help you find just the right one to fit your car. Our superstar batteries are built to handle even the toughest conditions. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. It's John Cena defending the WWE title against Bobby Lashley in about 15 minutes. Or as Pat McAfee call him, Bob Lashley. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> Uh, I saw a video recently of him and Michael Cole losing their effing minds when Liv Morgan cashed in. Yep. That, that's currently trending on Twitter as we record. Uh, Pat get... very SmackDown proud, by the way, so he was like really excited that she's coming to SmackDown. So. Ah, nice. Uh, but we get smatterings of Cena sucks chance in this one. Not, not too bad. Uh, Lashley gets busted open hard way on top of his head. But it's not a bad cut. Doesn't bleed a lot. The match finally ends when John Cena hits the FU. He's still calling it that at this point. Off the middle rope and pins Lashley. Uncle Dave gave this four stars. I gave it three and a half, maybe just three. Let's say you. I was on the fence between three and four. I think I ended up saying three. Yeah, I mean it was good. I I, I think that I think. It would have been the match tonight, probably, if Hardy and Umaga hadn't happened. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a good match. I I was like, really, Dave gave this four stars. I didn't think he'd like it that much, but whatever. Either way, uh, after the match, Bobby Lashley extends a hand to Juan Cena, and he shakes it, and that's that to end the Great American Bash. So after that. We're going to take our last break. When we come back, it's final ratings time, and we're telling you what's to come for the rest of the month here on the podcast. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go maybe. way back, mate. Yeah. Yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. What did we do? 
Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you're looking for your next new truck, trust Rush Truck Centers, the nation's largest commercial vehicle dealer network. Rush Truck Centers has trucks in stock throughout the country, including heavy, medium, and light-duty work vehicles. Plus, they offer a wide range of programs that help coordinate, monitor, and expedite vehicle service and repairs throughout their qualified service facilities. Check out their online inventory today at RushTruckCenters.com. That's RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Please speak to your Rush Truck Centers representative for further details. Ooh, Chavo! Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Final ratings time here. Internet Movie Database gave it 6 out of 10. Uh, Cagematch.net gave it 5.36 out of 10. I gave it 6.5 out of 10 for D. Let's say you. I thought it was a solid C plus. Yeah, I just I mean there was stuff on the show that kept me interested. I didn't think it sucked. It just match quality wise, going through the card, it's like there were only a couple matches that were, you know, really good. The rest of them were like, eh, whatever. I just imagine how bad this would have been if it was a brand exclusive pay per view, which they had ended a few months prior. Oh man, yeah, they were scrape. I remember they were scraping the bottom of the barrel with a few of them after a while. It's like, why is this match on the show? Oh, yeah, because you needed to fill the card. Yeah, was that uh, No Way Out of Four? It's the only brand exclusive I believe I was ever at. But, oh, wow. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, I, it's to remember one thing, which was great. But the other card, yeah, that's a, not very much. Right. Yeah, so these were these were good now that they, they're back together. So, and... Uh, yeah, 07, 07 wasn't, like, amazing for WWE, but, it, you know, it wasn't horrible. Definitely wasn't their worst. Uh, but either way, that is that. Next week, ladies and gents, is double main event week, and we're bringing you some WCW. It's a, a two-punch of WCW first on there, July. There might be a good one in there. Yeah, it might be. Uh Next, uh, next Wednesday on July 20th, we're covering more WCW in the year 1997 as we cover Bash at the Beach 1997. That one has Dennis Rodman in the main event, so get ready for that. I believe it's one of the most purchased favorites in history of WCW. Wow. 
can't can't hate on him at that point, man. I mean, they got Rodman in the main event and, you know, drawn in them numbers. But that is coming up next Wednesday. Next Friday for the bonus show, throw me a freaking bonus. It's WCW Nitro from July 6th, 1998. That is the night Bill Goldberg wins the WCW title and becomes a double champion. The last world champion to ever beat Vince McMahon in the ratings. Yeah. And he's still relevant to this day. Think about that. This was in 98, man. We'll see how things change from 97 to 98. Uh, some uh, some definite differences, I'll say that. That does it, man. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed this one. If you didn't hear last week, we covered ECW's uh, Heat Wave 1995 Rage in the Cage. So Because we hate you. Yeah. Hey, I thought the podcast, super fun. Uh, the show itself. So I'm not remarking on the podcast itself. I'm remarking on the show we watched. Right, yeah. No, that one sucked. Well, I think... I think in that respect, you can say we hate ourselves because we watched it. But, yeah. Uh, Troy deserves a feature ask for making me watch this, by the way. I got to pay him back at some point. Oh, I'm sure you'll pick a crap show at some point. And it's How like, oh, thanks, Greg. Maybe? I don't remember. Well, the fact you got to think means I'm, I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> I got to think about it. <laughs> All right. Well, either way, thanks for joining me on this one today, Greg. <laughs> yep. And I hope everybody's done blowing stuff up already for July. Got that out of their system. Not here. It's going off last night. Not here either. It's going off today even. But we will see you all next week where we go from the great American Bash to Bash at the Beach, 1997. The tape machines are rolling. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.